I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carver. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz and Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yaha. Uh-huh. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, Indigo is warning its employees that data stolen in a cyber attack may be posted on the dark web after Indigo is refusing to pay the ransom they are demanding. Did you know about this, that Indigo has just been like not Indigo online for like a month now? No. So they got hit. I knew they got ransomware. Like in December or something, right? Yes. Uh Still happening. Oh. So wait, so if I go to their website... So okay, so they they had to build a whole new website, Uh and you can still shop online for quote select books. Now I went on just before we started the news, and I clicked through on a bunch of books, and one. Be honest, did you click through on your own book? No, I didn't. I just went to like the the, their main sort of page, (laughs) okay, because I wanted to see right. Um and. Uh, one out of the 10 books I checked was available, available to add to cart. The other oh. ones, the other ones just had a button that said check store or, or really? locate store. Yeah. Cause for a while Indigo was doing cash only handwritten receipts in their stores because they had no computer like system. 80s? Yes. Yeah. It was cash only with handwritten receipts and they had no way of checking inventory. It's mm. crazy. So you know what's nuts? I was at Indigo. I think last month, maybe, yeah. or in January, and I was still able to use my credit card. Yes. Wait, am I at risk then? Uh, no, no. It was employee oh, data okay, is, okay, is, okay, what okay. is what they're at risk. Um, Indigo stores, so they were down when they were cash only. Uh, they've all fully reopened. We know that. Yeah. And it can now accept credit card payments and debit payments and everything else. But it's the um, lock bit ransomware that they're now dealing with. And they're refusing to pay because they say, although we do not know the identity of the criminals, some criminal groups using LockBit are affiliated with Russian organized crime. Um, which is nuts. And they said that it cannot be assured that any ransom payout would not end up in the hands of terrorists or other people on sanctioned lists. And that is scary. So I was just looking at these stats when it comes to companies that have been hit. So the average payout, the people, when they hit you, they want in and they want out fast because the average payout is only eight grand. Uh-huh. Although some bigger companies have paid in the millions, like $4 million. Company pay Companies pay these ransoms all the time. So in 2022, there were 236 million ransomware attacks worldwide on companies. Oh my God. That is shocking. 236 but there's no million. That if a company pays yeah. the ransom, there's yeah. no guarantee that the people behind it 
are going to be like, okay, cool, we'll shut everything down. Like, they've had access to the data. How do you know that they're still not hanging on to it? They say, they tell them, there's correspondence between them where they're like, if you pay this, we assure you that we will delete all information we have on our servers so there's no leak. Yeah, right. And companies pay all the time. I don't they believe They pay that. all the time. I don't, I, I don't it trust it either, but you got to get your company back, right? Yeah. By the way, if you still want to order Ross's book, A Little Bit Broken, from indigo.ca. Thank you very much. Uh, I can click add to cart. You can? Yes. Oh, good. Yes, it's still Didn't available. affect me. I like that. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. 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 Uh, Maury, Madonna's got a new boyfriend. He's hot, too. Is he? Oh. He's a boxer. This is why I love Madonna. Boxer? Like, yeah. This is why I love Madonna. Age is but a number. Yeah. Who, she Jake went, Paul? No, she went from a guy named Andrew Darnell, who was 23, yeah. to a guy named Josh Popper, who's 29. Madonna's 64. He only dates younger guys. Yeah, of course. Wow. Why wouldn't you? Um, and I guess that he was training one of her kids or something like that. What? And I guess that they had a love affair. I don't know. See, it went this on. is the thing. My dad and my French teacher when I was younger. <laughs> I'm sure your dad loves these yeah, stories. Yeah, big time. <laughs> also, shout out to your stepmom, Donna, who's listening right now. Yeah. Good morning. Also, what up, Francois? <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Nordstrom is closing down its 13 stores in Canada. The company, uh, which launched in 2014, has six Nordstrom stores and seven Nordstrom rack locations. Uh, all stores will be closed, and the company's staff, roughly 2,330 people, will all lose their jobs, the company mm-hmm. said in court filings. Uh, they say Nordstrom's Canadian business has lost money every single year that it's been in operation, saying, We enter Canada in 2014 with a plan to build and sustain a long-term business here. Despite our best efforts, we do not see a realistic path to profitability uh, for the Canadian business. And gift cards will be honored until the end of liquidation for in-store purchases. No new gift cards can be purchases. And uh, Nordstrom.ca site has stopped sales effective immediately when the announcement was made. And uh, any orders placed before Thursday, however, um, will be filled. So, geez. Yeah, the best public bathrooms, man. What's that? Do they? Yeah, the best. Really, huh? They made a really good chai latte, too. Really? Yeah. Not. I used to go to the Nordstrom at Yorkdale all the time. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had nice stuff there. I and like that, and that's sad. A, and those are big rooms to fill, huh? Mm-hmm. In malls? Yeah. Well, so that's my really prediction sad. is they're going to turn it into multiple stores and just continue the hallway. Jeez, yeah, but that even filling multiple stores is difficult now. Yeah. Sure, but there's really no more department tough. stores to put in there. I know, I know. R.I.P. Sears, right? Oh, yeah. Eaton's, that's right? where Eaton's was. I know, R.I.P. Eaton's, too. Yo, just turn them into, yeah. like, um, like, complexes that people can go live in. <laughs> like live in the mall? Mm. Yeah? I would. Yeah? I would totally live in a like mall. What, but build apartments? Yes. Yes? Uh-huh. In the mall? In the mall. With no windows? No, I mean, oh yeah, I guess. It's like like living in a in a used storage. Okay, fix the window problem and I'll go live in the mall. <laughs> and the mocha's going to become a mall locker. <laughs> I would fully live in a mall. Yeah, I'd live in a mall too. Oh, man, you walk right there. Oh, bro, New, every New York day. fries. Oh, Listen. Oh, come on. <laughs> man, walk. Yeah. Come on. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh. And then, yo, KFC bringing back that, that double stack. Oh. <laughs> right? Double down. Bro. The double down. Mm, so good. Two pieces so of chicken, good. two slices of cheese. <sighs> Live McDon- at the mall. Yeah. I, McDonald's you, maybe, with their new chicken Big Mac. Yeah, maybe you're onto something there. Maybe I'm we should go you. live at the mall. 
The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Pedro Pascal does not like being asked in public to do his Mandalorian vice. Uh, here's Padre Pedro Pascal explaining why. And when adults recognize you as the Mandalorian in the street, in life, right. they want you to do the voice. Yeah, to the, well, because they get so excited and they say, my kid loves the mm-hmm. Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. they, you know, they'll, they'll either it'll be a FaceTime thing or they'll be like, hey, you know, Charlie, th- this is the Mandalorian. And they're like, what, what? And they look at me <laughs> and they're like, who the hell is that? <laughs> and then they're like, well, you know, do the, you know, do the voice. Do, do you? Do- well, no, I, 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 I tried to once, but it sounded so inappropriate because it's actually kind of a very breathy, low register bedroom voice. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, it's me. Kid. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like so creepy. Close your eyes and listen to my voice. Like, no, yeah, Pedro Pascal can't be no. going out there doing Mando voice. No, no. He's right. It really does sound like it's badass when you watch the show. Bad ass. You're like, you know, just fully in that in that world. Yes. But in the real world, him doing that voice. No. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Can we do this kid's help phone story real quick? Of course. So uh, there is a uh, new track being released, and there's like 50 artists on it. Uh, it's a take on uh, What I Wouldn't Do by Serena Ryder. And who's on here? Alessia Cara, Serena Ryder. Um, Jesse is on there. Johnny Orlando, J.P. Sachs. Wow. Roy Woods. The Reclaws are on there. Tyler Shaw's on there. And uh, this is uh, to kick off Kids Help Phone New Initiative to help Canadian youth, quote, feel out loud and express their emotions in a safe and supportive way. Uh, this is anchored by a fundraiser, fundraising goal of $300 million to reach every young person in Canada by 2024. Here's a little bit of the track. If you should fall to pieces, please know you're not alone. Don't even need a reason, I'll always pick up the phone. If you feel like you're broken and don't know what to do, inside your darkest moment, call me, I'll be there for you. Oh, wow, this is a beautiful song. Yeah. Oftentimes, these tracks where they get like 50 people to sing on it don't work. Yeah. Right? Like, it's been tried so many times for various, you know, charities and, and, and initiatives around the world. But that's a great track to Beautiful. do that to do that with. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so Chris Pratt was on with Kelly Clarkson. And the, the big story was that when Chris Pratt was hired to do the voice of Mario in the Mario cartoon, everybody's like, hey, but he's not Italian. Uh, and then they all lost their minds because he's not Italian. Um, but, <laughs> but, but, uh, Chris Pratt is explaining why he is the perfect fit, actually, uh, to be the voice of Mario. Everybody kind of knew a little bit about Mario's voice, yeah. yeah. Right, I mean, Mario's voice is, it's a, a guy named Charles Martinet does the voice from the comics, it's obvious, or from, from the comics, from the uh, video game, yeah. and it's obviously... It's super iconic. You don't hear him say a whole lot. Yeah. And really, uh, the video game itself doesn't truly explore so much the character of Mario. It's yeah. really the character of Mario is kind of whoever's playing the game, you know? The, the, the Mario or Luigi or Peach or Bowser or, or yeah. Toad. And these char- Wario, these characters are all just kind of avatars 
for the player. And so when they wrote this script and they reached out to me about doing it, it was really kind of like, how are we going to flesh out this character? And who is this guy? Like, what world does he live in? How can we tell a 90-minute long story about the character that everybody knows, but they don't really know his story other than he's on a mission to go save a princess. So fleshing out the voice was part of that and finding, you know, the best voice that would suit a 90-minute long uh, narrative. You had said a while ago, Mocha, that you thought that the premise for the movie was going to be and why the the voice would work is that exactly that, which is you had said that it was going to be somebody who's playing Mario. Yeah, and who then winds up, Who then world. winds up being Mario. So totally. it's not Mario the Mario we know. As he just said, Mario is whoever's playing Mario. Correct. Which could be it. Yeah. But he just can't spoil it, right? No, exactly. Damn. Exactly. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so it is looking like Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have received the official invite for the king's coronation. Oh, now nice. it is up to them as to whether they show or not. Uh, this all goes down May 6th. Um, their spokesperson has confirmed that they did receive an email with the uh, invite. Their rev adds an immediate decision on whether the Duke and Duchess will attend will not be disclosed by us at this time. Big move by uh, by the king because that was the whole thing. If, if they didn't get the invite, they could always say, well, we weren't invited, mm-hmm. right? But they did get the invite. Now it's up to them. So if they don't go, they're the ones that blew it off, right? Checkmate. In Big your move. face. Big move. Uh, I know. Rebel Wilson on with Andy Cohen talking about how uh, she recently met Megan and Harry. Uh-huh. Um, you have that clip there. I bet it was lovely. You think so? How do you think it went? Before she answers, how do you think the meeting went? Rebel Wilson, who's funny, right? Yeah. Part of the Commonwealth, grew up in Australia. I'm, I'm going to say, Rebel Wilson's going to say yes. that they were kind and polite and the meeting was quick. Okay, interesting take. Interesting. Here's Rebel Wilson. Are you guys in love? Oh, whoops. Um- <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> wow, you were telling me during the break you introduced your mom to Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Yeah, well, we were just um, talking royal family stuff in the break, and um, yeah, and we went up to Santa Barbara, met Harry. Could not have been nicer. Had you known them before? I would assume. No, we just had a mutual friend in common, a polo player, and then we went up, player. and then but then Meghan was not as cool. Oh, really? It wasn't as naturally warm. But maybe, I don't know, my, and then my mum being Australian just asked her all these, like, slightly rude questions. Okay. And I was like, Like what? What was like, she asking? Where are your kids? And like, <laughs> things like that. And I'm like, Mom, don't ask her that. Well, then maybe that's why she was Maybe that's why she was a bit like, who are these annoying, <laughs> annoying convicts from Australia? Um, um, uh, but, but, but Harry was lovely. Yes, he was actually lovely. There wow. you go. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. Where are your kids? Shut up, Mom. <laughs> You're with the sitter. <laughs> you never left me with a sitter before when you had to go out. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Larsa Pippen is uh, talking about her relationship with Marcus Jordan. A little bit of backstory on this, and they do cover it. Uh, this was with Tamron Hall. But uh, Larsa Pippen, who is Scotty Pippen's ex-wife, mm-hmm. is now dating Michael Jordan's son, and Scotty Pippen and Michael Jordan don't like each other. So one, one rings together and so everything. So your the ex-wife is dating the son of like your nemesis, right? So here is uh here's Larsa Pippen breaking it down with Tamron Hall. Are you guys in love? Um, I think so. 
We're, we're in a really oh. good place. Yeah. How do you I describe like, it? I feel like a lot of people think that we've known each other our whole lives, which we have well, not. Well, he's 16 years younger, so that's yeah. not possible. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Well, I feel like we, we literally just met at a party um, four years ago. Oh, really? And we were just friends. Did you and know we, who he was at uh, the time? Well, yeah, we, we have a lot of mutual friends. What? And so we're kind of in the same circle. So we've oh. been around each other for like the last four years. So uh-huh. why would you date Michael Jordan's son? knowing that it's been pretty clear that Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan didn't have this relationship people thought and certainly don't have it now. You know, that's, you know, I can't, I can't basically explain how someone else feels. That's how Scottie feels. He's, he has a right to the way he feels. I personally don't really care about what, you know, other people, how he, you know, I feel like I live my truth. I'm happy. I feel like we get along. He's my best friend. (laughs) Have you met Michael Jordan and Juanita Jordan? And what did they say about the relationship? They're fine. Everyone's fine. They're cool with it. Yeah, Yeah, I think like when you're an adult, I think your parents just want to see you happy. You know, my parents want to see me happy. His parents want to see him happy. So you have their blessing. Yeah, I feel like we're great. No, you don't, you liar. You know, we've spent holidays together and it's good. We're in a great place. I think it would be much different if Michael Jordan's ex-wife was dating Scottie Pippen's yeah. son. You know what I mean? Like, I think that I think that it's easier for the Jordans to be cool yeah. with this. I think Listen. Mike high fives his son. Yeah, you like, think yeah. so? Yeah, troll like job. Troll yeah, job. expert troll job. <laughs> Jeez. What now, Scotty? <laughs> <laughs> so rude. It's so it's so it unnecessary. Really it really is. It's so bloody unnecessary. They knew what they were doing. No, I know. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal was all over the UFC this weekend because they were filming uh, scenes for the remake of Roadhouse, where Which he uh, ripped. He does look ripped. Um, uh, so he plays uh, not John Dalton this time around. Uh, they've changed the name to Elwood Dalton, mm-hmm. but uh, Dalton he is. And so they did their fighter weigh-ins. And they put him in the octagon and like he was like tussling with the guy and knocking the guy out and all this stuff. But uh, here's a little bit of the actual stuff that they were shooting during the actual UFC weigh-ins. And then they get to a fight after the weigh-ins. Wow. How about that? We will first take a minute here with the challenger, Elwood Dalton. You guys getting into it a little bit. Did he expect it to get that contention? I can't even believe I trained six weeks for this Fight this piece of Just give me the belt now. Wow. There he is, folks. Your title challenger. Wow. Yeah. So do you think during that time, like in real life, yeah. did they announce, hey, everyone, we're bringing out Jake Gyllenhaal. We're they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm more than positive okay. that they do because they because they they have to. Yeah, there's like waivers and all this other stuff that you have to have people sign. Mm. But they had the fight. Like they, they shot the fight for the movie mm-hmm. at the actual fight, like during a break on the pay-per-view. Do you think it was one take or did they have to do multiple? I don't know, but it was on everybody's phone. Yeah. Like they just like... They had him come like, how out. Do you not, and, yeah. How do you not get that footage? Yeah, yeah. But I think what happened was is that I think that they just used all the UFC gear, right? Like, I think that they just shot it like they would well, the pay-per-view so it looks authentic. Dana White's in this. Yeah, and Dana White's standing there on stage, like, doing separating that thing the with separating the fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. It looks I'm cool. It. looks cool. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
Uh, Pete Davidson was in a car accident over the weekend. Law enforcement sources oh. say uh, Pete and his uh, girlfriend, Chase Sue Wonders, were involved in a car accident Saturday around 11 p.m. Sources say that uh, Pete was behind the wheel in a Mercedes driving at a high rate of speed through a neighborhood in Beverly Hills. Uh he apparently lost control, jumped the curb, took out a fire hydrant, and oh. crashed into a house. Oh, no. And the house is, like, pretty far from the road. Really? Like, so it's it's not like... That's, like, that speed. We're, we're, not, like, cause we're not talking, like, you know, 15 feet from the road. Like, by the looks of the pictures, it's, like, 40, 50 feet from the road. Wow. Right? He said he was speeding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, preliminary uh, views that drugs and alcohol were not involved. An investigation is currently underway. Uh, other sources say that no arrests were made on the spot and that Pete and Chase were not cited and uh, released uh, fairly early on. So uh, there you so go. So who pays for the uh, fix of that hydrant? He does, right? Insurance. It'll come through. It'll it'll be an insurance thing. But uh, but yeah, like, jeez, man. It's a nice house, too. Really? Yeah, oh, it took, no. it took out their eads. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. And they got all that snow and the bad weather in California yeah. right now. Probably looking at a leaky basement if I were the homeowner. <laughs> it's a leakier. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know? Oh, if I man. were the homeowners, Yo. you know, when you, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't know if you know this, but sometimes when you crash into the corner of a house, mm-hmm. it ruins the entire roof. Right, the Damn. entire the entire roof. Yo, Pete Davis right? is gonna be on the, on the phone with Geico for a long yeah, time for today. A long time, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I've even heard stories, right, where somebody uh, crashed into the the very very corner of a, of a house, mm-hmm. and 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 just that completely destroyed the ensuite bath. It's <laughs> <laughs> a crack in the tub. Right? Yeah, it's got to be it. Yeah, right. The Why else man. would there be a crack in the tub? Uh-huh. Right. I've I've heard it all. I've heard it all. Yeah. <laughs> Gut job. The whole thing. The whole thing, man. <laughs> right? I've heard these stories before. <laughs> you know, minor minor damage. Oh, you don't boy. know. All state insurance is like, shut up, man. <laughs> yes. What you doing? Yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, you sent me a picture yesterday, Mocha. What time did you eat dinner yesterday, man? You, you sent me a picture. Uh-huh. And you were done dinner. Hold on. I have it right here. Do you need your readers? No, I don't need my readers. Do you want I me to just tell you? You sent me a picture at 4.08 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it was wow. of it was of an empty dish. Yeah. Not a full, not sitting down for dinner. No. 4.08 just finished dinner. Yeah. What? How, oh, man? Thank ten, you. Ten to, <laughs> 10 to 4. Thank you. <laughs> what? Starving. Right? Yeah. Okay. Everybody in the house. So I got to play this clip of Jamie Lee Curtis because Jamie Lee Curtis is having a hell of a year. Uh, with everything everywhere all at once and the Academy Award nomination and everything else, you would mm-hmm. think that Jamie Lee Curtis would be just like taking in everything that is the lead up to the Academy Awards. Yeah. However, there is one thing that Jamie Lee Curtis will not be doing. I'm going to tell you a secret right now. Heidi's going to be mad that I'm telling you this. There is a nominee's dinner, an Academy Award nominee's private dinner on Thursday night that starts at 7.30 and I have declined. Now you might say, Jamie, you're nominated for an Academy Award. You're gonna be in the room with only nominees for the Academy Award and I have declined. Why? Because mommy goes to bed early and I just, cause 7.30 is gonna be nine before we get food. And you know what? Uh-huh. 
there's nothing good happening with me after 9 o'clock. Nothing. Zero. Yeah, so there you go. I applaud Jamie Lee Curtis. We think the same. I ain't mad at that. No, not at all. It was pasta, by the way, that I had. Was it? What kind of pasta did you have? Uh, I think it was just penne with yeah. some uh, meat sauce. You just use regular noodles or you're doing those stupid gluten-free noodles that don't cook properly? Uh, uh, we do both. Yeah. Yeah, the gluten-free ones are fine. I don't know. They never they never cook right. Oh. They're fine. They're fine. But it's not this. It's not the... Oh, no. No, no, It's no, not no, the no. give me all the gluten. No, no, no. Right? No, 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 the one that makes you feel bloated for three days. Oh, yeah. I, miss, I haven't had pasta in a long time. Still not eating carbs. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I feel better. That's why. Oh, I feel better. You. Good for you. Right? Congratulations. I yeah. This was a round of applause. What's that? Thank clapping. you. Yeah. What's Good that, Maureen? I'm not clapping because I need you to eat carbs so I don't feel bad. Why? Because I eat tons of carbs. I know. I used to eat tons of carbs. I just feel better. So what have you been right? eating? Lately? Like last night I had for dinner. Uh -huh. Last night for dinner I had chicken wings and steak. Okay. but Okay. <laughs> okay. By comparison, though, yeah. like, yeah. it's still... What? What? It's like how many chicken wings? Salad. Well, I had like six or seven chicken wings, roasted. Yeah. Right? Not fried. Roasted. Okay. How big was the steak? Hey, listen, chicken, listen. Okay, if I said last night I had roast chicken and, and, a, and a piece of steak, would you have had the same reaction? Yes. No. No, you wouldn't have. It's because, of it's because I, would. I say for some reason chicken wings have a no. bad rap. If I said I had roast chicken, nobody would say anything. If I said I had no. a giant plate of that's chicken a lot wings. That's meat, bro. No, that's all I eat is meat. What was on the side? What were your fiexins? Uh, I oh my fiexins were I had a little uh, little blue cheese, a little tzatziki, and my favorite hot sauce. And what else? Nothing. Where's the salad? Where's the greens? Where's the veg? Oh, I didn't have salad yesterday. I have salad every other day. I just didn't have salad you yesterday. Should have had what I had last night for dinner, which was what at three forty-five. By the way, wow! Oh, there we go. Okay, <laughs> I what tried something it? new: octopus. Octopus. Ew. Calamari. Yeah, it was steamed octopus. Steamed? Ew, what? Oh, no, it you tastes was like you're, rubber right no, there, man. It tastes like you're eating a finger, <laughs> right? Like, who wants that? That's you know what you know what that is. You know what steamed octopus tastes like or feels like in your mouth? It feels like if somebody served you ear cartilage. That's sucks. Right? Wait, what was on the side? What were your fiexins? Oh, <laughs> steamed collard greens. You had steamed octopus and steamed collard greens? What is it with you and all the steam stuff? It's Portuguese and steamed cabbage. Oh, hey! my God. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Man, I had to fact check this clip just because it seemed so outrageous that I thought it was parody. This is a clip of the CEO of Ford, a guy named Jim Farley who's talking about AI and cars and where they're going towards. And, and, and normally when people talk about tech, they try and stick to the benefits that we can all sort of like relate to without getting freaked out. But the CEO of Ford is leaning in heavy that they want to develop better AI simply so people can sleep behind the wheel. What? Listen to this. The bigger opportunity for us, irregardless of the time frame, is eyes off the road on highway driving. We feel like that is such a big unlock for customers. Think about your daily commute and being able to go to sleep in your car or whatever on a sunny day on the highway. You know, what an unlock that is for customers. We just got more excited about that than, you know, a fully autonomous fleet of vehicles uh, someday in the future. Bruh. Bruh. You need more sleep, son, if that's okay. what you're thinking. That's what they're moving towards. And not towards. in your car. 
Is it That's, a safety thing in case people are falling asleep? No, they want to develop it so you can sleep. He literally said, imagine being able to go to sleep in your car on a sunny day on the highway. No. I would like this. Shem? <laughs> oh, shoot, hold on. Hold on. Shem's Sorry. like the man speaking for me. <laughs> Shem has sleep apnea, by the way. Very difficulties with uh, with sleeping. Yeah, as somebody who really needs sleep, yeah, bro, this is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Thank you. Are you kidding me? Thank hey, you. is Ford the same company? I saw something on the weekend. Yeah, where um, if you are late with car payments, um, the the AI knows, and then your car like won't start. And stuff. Come on, yeah, I they saw. Can't did you guys that. see that on the weekend? With your financing, they're going to mess with you? Yeah. No. Uh, Hold on. Let me find it here. There's no way. There's no way. But anyway, they're leaning right into, uh, wouldn't it be great if uh, we developed a car that would allow you to get some sleep on the highway? That's uh, that's where they're going with that. Um, you still looking for that or you want me to yeah, move no, on? Yeah, no, no. Oh, here, here, here. Yeah, yeah, go. New Ford vehicles now have the ability to repossess themselves if you miss a payment. Shut up. He also said irregardless in that I know. Yeah. I, I was going to leave that alone, but right? you're a CEO, bro. Look, two, two texts that we just got yeah. on the Razamoka text line. Yeah. The CEO of Ford lost all credibility when he said irregardless. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then another person said, did he just say irregardless? Yes, mm-hmm. he did. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, I got to play you this clip of a, uh, a Florida citizen by the name of Ashley Cream. I don't know whether Ashley Cream is like... What? Say the name again? Ashley Cream. Okay. Okay, so Ashley Cream showed up to a a meeting that was being held by the zoning board in Florida. Zoning board. Okay. Okay? The meeting was about safe storage of flammable liquids. Mm Mm-hmm. And Ashley Cream showed up, you know, when they always say, okay, we're discussing flammable liquids and their safe storage and disposal. Do any citizens in the gallery have anything they would like to contribute? This is when people go up and say, yo, I live beside a place where they're dumping and they're doing all this Mm -hmm. stuff, right? Where do I store all my cream? Yes, thank you. So this is Ashley Cream addressing the the, the zoning board in, uh, in Florida. Anybody from the public like to speak on this issue? Then come up to the podium and state your name and address for the record. Hi, my name is Ashley Crave. You have five minutes. I am here as a concerned citizen and voter. Florida has the largest per capita population of sugar daddies in the U.S. Are responsible for college educations, cars, homes, rents, jets, Birkins, (laughs) and the occasional body enhancement. But not me though, I'm all natural. Okay. Let us celebrate these giving generous Samaritans as I stand before you, requesting that you decree a sugar daddy and mommy appreciation day <laughs> on March 10th. Come on. To honor those who have given us so much. Thank you and love you all. Bye. Thank you. Thank you for your. That's a city council issue. Oh my God. No. No, I really, really just wanted to address this issue here today because I think it's a very important issue. Okay, thank you. Thank you as well. Um, Anybody else wishing to speak on the uh, issue of the flammable liquids? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
March 10th. Yo, she's, that's this Friday. Yeah. Potential. And again, that was at the uh, planning and zoning board meeting oh. in uh, Florida. Anyway, there you go with that. Responsible uh, for Birkins. <laughs> <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, uh, Meghan Markle's friend, uh, Janina Gavankar, mm-hmm. was apparently at Chris Rock's taping of his uh, Saturday night uh, um, stand-up routine that was live on Netflix. She was there with Dave Chappelle, been friends with Meghan Markle for 20 years, was seen watching on a monitor backstage laughing. Oh, oh, ex-friend. Laughing? Ex-friend. Because aside from all the uh, Will Smith stuff, he really went in on the Kardashians and uh, Meghan Markle. Here's a little bit of what he had to say about Meghan Markle. Like, what's this girl, uh, Meghan Markle? Oh, Seemed like a nice lady. Just complaining. I was like, didn't she hit the light skin lottery? (laughs) And still going off complaining. Acting all dumb like she don't know nothing. Going on Oprah, I didn't know. I had no idea how racist they were. It's the royal family. You didn't Google these motherfuckers? about she didn't know it's the royal family they're the original racists they invented colonialism they're the OGs of racism they're the Sugar Hill gang of racism come on now like the hip hop the hibbit the hibbit the hip hip hop and you don't stop of racism invested in slavery like it was Shark Tank. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, Maury, why did John Cena start following you? I have no idea. Do you know this, Mocha? I have no in his circle. What? John Cena? What did he follow you on? Twitter? Twitter. Yeah. John Cena? Yeah. Let's see if he still is. Oh, do you think maybe it was a mistake and then he just hit unfollow? I've done that a couple times. Why would he follow me? I just put food pictures. Maybe he likes my dinner. Because <laughs> I know they were promoting uh, that he was going to be at Monday Night Raw last night. Yeah, pretty yeah, heavy. Was. I didn't watch Raw. What happened last night, Shem? Yeah, uh, he has a WrestleMania match now. Oh, it's one damn. Austin Theory. Oh, yeah. is that why he followed you more? Of course. Um, fourteen million. He has fourteen million followers. How many people is he following? Five hundred thousand. Hmm. Wow. And you're one of them, huh? Yeah. And just out of the blue? Like, no... Uh, out of the blue. It and wasn't a response thing... to something that you did? No, and that's why I was thinking it was my food, because that's the last thing I tweeted. <laughs> yeah, wow. Thinking... He's looking for fitness tips. <laughs> it must have been my right? food. Healthy food choices. <laughs> that's my one rest... chicken dinner. WrestleMania. It's just three weeks away. So can you DM him now? Yeah, but I don't want to ruin this. Oh. Ask him for... You'll ruin it. Don't worry. I have faith in you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Thoughts on the Chris Rock special? Sham, we'll start with you. I thought it was terrible. You did? Yeah, wow. honestly. I, I was like a terrible show or not funny terrible? I didn't laugh once. Really? Like, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't chuckle. I, and look, I, I didn't have an issue with the topics that he decided. Because you, you kind of figured that he was going to, you know, touch on, of course, the Will Smith stuff. Yeah. And it's called selective outrage. So yep. had an idea that he was going to be kind of going after, you know, what a lot of comedians are doing nowadays, which is go after sort of wokeness mm-hmm. and, and cancel culture and all that stuff. I didn't find 
anything funny. Like, really? not, not even one joke. I was like, ha, 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 that was funny. It was just all like, eh. Yeah. Damn. You know what I mean? And you know what? I'll tell you something. He actually sounded, and I'm not saying he doesn't have a right to, to, to feel this way. Mm-hmm. He just sounded angry. Like, yeah. he, he didn't, he wasn't funny. He just sounded like somebody who was angry. And that, that that just didn't resonate with me at all. Yeah. Don't need to explain. I just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I did think it was funny, but I do agree with you, Shem, that I think that it came from a much darker place mm-hmm. than even when he wasn't talking about, you know, uh, the Will Smith stuff. I, I, there was an aggression that was unusual for Chris Rock. Is right? it because yes. you knew the Will Smith stuff was coming so you were like no you felt i felt it right away that it was it was a a more aggressive maybe because he knew it was live like finally i think so maybe finally every because he's been test testing out all this material when he was on tour with kevin hart yeah right for a few months so this was maybe in his mind he's like okay finally now the world gets to hear what i've been working on i finally get to say my piece i i did find it funny but i also felt that it might be a little it felt a little too late uh, agreed. Right? It yep. felt a little too late to be mm. coming out with all the Will Smith stuff. Yep. A year felt, later. Yeah, it felt a little too a little too late, especially because Will Smith has done so many things in the last year where he's like apologized, then he went away, and then he came back. And like people are now sort of like warming up to the idea of Will Smith again. So it felt a little late. But here's Chris Rock setting up the sort of premise, the thesis for the night, which was selective outrage. The thing I have a problem with is the selective outrage. That's right. Selective outrage. Everybody, you know what I'm talking about. One person does something, they get canceled. Somebody else does the exact same thing, nothing. You know what I'm talking about. You know, like the kind of people that play Michael Jackson songs, but won't play R. Kelly. <laughs> Oh my God. I think that was funny. Same crime. One of them just got better songs. <laughs> like, come on, guys. That's, That's right. Oh, I play starting something, it's a party. I play bump and grind. Now you are activists. <laughs> Come on, okay. Shem, that's a funny song. <laughs> yeah, but you've heard stuff like that before. You know what I mean? Nothing about it was super original. It, it, I agree with you. That did seem like an old joke. I feel like I've heard that that same joke told okay. you know ten, fifteen different ways. Uh, let's okay. Let's go to eleven because we got to get into the uh, Will and Jada stuff. So this is Chris Rock talking about how that one year when Will Smith didn't get nominated and then Chris Rock was. Hosting. Remember, he did that joke where he said that um, Jada um, boycotting the Oscars is like me boycotting Rihanna's panties. I wasn't right. invited, right? So <laughs> that was the, that no, that's was funny. That, yeah, that's, so, okay. that's funny, right, Jeff? So funny. okay, so here's Chris Rock setting up why the, there was tension between uh, himself and uh, Will and Jada. Years ago, his wife said, "I I should quit the Oscars. I shouldn't host because her man didn't get nominated for concussion. The biggest piece of." Sh- Ever. <laughs> she said he should quit. So then I do some jokes about her. Who gives a that's how it is? She started, I finish it, okay? That's what the happened. Nobody's picking on this. She started this. Nobody was picking on her. She said, uh, me, a fing grown ass man should quit his job because her husband didn't get nominated for concussion. And then this gives me a 
fucking concussion, okay? Okay, so okay. now listening back and hearing yeah. what you guys are saying, yeah. it, it is sounding a little bit more aggressive yeah. because now he's winding up to really, really go in. So where the uh, brilliance, for me anyway, did happen is that he didn't address the joke that night. If you, if you watch that show, he did not no, talk about the G.I. Jane joke at all. What he does is he turns it on them, where he talks about the, uh, the entanglement and how he wasn't the only one who was saying anything about Will Smith. Will Smith practices selective outrage. Because everybody knows what the f*** happened. Everybody that really knows, knows I had nothing to do with that I didn't have any entanglements. <laughs> I did not have any entanglement. And for people that don't know what everybody knows, Will, his wife was f***ing her son's friend, okay? Now, I normally would not talk about this But for some reason, these put that on the internet. <laughs> I have no idea why two talented people would do something that low down that we all been cheated on everybody in here been cheated on none of us have ever been interviewed by the person that cheated on us on television on. Funny. none of us it's like hey i was such somebody else's how did that make you feel <laughs> she hurt him way more than he hurt me okay okay and by the way he does that Everybody in the world called him a bitch. I tried to call the and give him my condolences. He ain't pick up for me. Everybody called that man a bitch. They called his wife a predator. Everybody called him a bitch. And who's he hit? Me. It's <laughs> a great point, though, right? Yeah, like all valid. Uh, there was some anger in there. Now that I listen back to it, because I only watch it live on, on, on Go ahead, Sam. But I don't Saturday mind the night. angry, right? Yeah. Like I, I mean, listen, if I got slapped on national or on national television, I'd be angry too. Yeah. It just felt late and it just wasn't funny. Yeah. Like it just wasn't yeah. funny to me. Yeah. I mean, listen, I I there were, I I laughed, but I just felt that um it was like it just seemed harsh. You know Let me I mean? um really quick, as soon as the special ended on yeah. Netflix. I immediately went to Will Smith's Instagram account. Oh, And I damn. looked at his last post, which was earlier that evening, earlier okay. Saturday night. Yeah. He was giving props to Jamie Foxx, and I scrolled through. There was, like, thousands. And I spent, I can't tell you how many minutes scrolling until I got to the very bottom, to the latest comments from people. Okay. If I were you, I'd be so embarrassed right now. <sighs> Reads one comment. Another person said, curious, if you and the fam happen to watch Chris Rock's, Chris Rock's special, it was great. Another person said, uh, you don't get enough credit for being the greatest slapper of all time. <laughs> Another person said, did you watch the uh, Chris Rock special? He said exactly what the nation is thinking of you. Another one said, you just got cooked by Chris Rock. Checkmate. Yeah, because the, 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 the checkmate part of this is that Chris Rock built his routine around the fact that Will Smith doesn't have a problem with Chris Rock. Will Smith has a problem with Jada. Mm-hmm. And that was the sort of where he anchored that entire routine, which uh, which is more difficult to come back from, I think, anyway. One person wrote, who's here after Chris Rock destroyed Will Smith? And within minutes, there were like hundreds of comments before <laughs> being like me or putting your hands on. up. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, so bad. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, sources close to Jada 
are claiming Chris Rock is obsessed with her. Source, oh, wow. uh, source, uh, sources inside claim uh, to People Magazine that Chris Rock has been obsessed with Jada for decades. Uh, adding that she has nothing to do with the drama, telling people Jada has no part in all of this other than being heckled. Chris is obsessed with her, and that's been going on for almost 30 years, the source claims. Look at where he chose to film his Netflix special, Her Hometown of Baltimore. Obsessed, they say. In your <laughs> did you notice one thing though because you remember the the the, the keep my wife's name out of your mouth mm-hmm. did you notice that during that netflix special that chris never said the word jada no he kept referring to yeah her as his wife or or the b word which was another thing, right? Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I said that a whole bunch of times, like 30 or something like that. Really? Didn't notice. Jeff Ross, who uh, runs, you know, comedy battles and the roasts and everything oh, else. He's a pretty decent authority. Master. He's a pretty decent authority on uh, what went down on that stage with uh, Chris Rock on Saturday night. Uh, here is Jeff's, Jeff Ross's take on uh, whether Chris Rock got the KO. But listen, like... He's not sitting down with the Today Show or Good Morning America. This is one of those interviews on the street where it's like a person, oh, you know, paparazzi? the paparazzi, okay? Oh, okay, where they just ask the same question over and over and over again. Gotcha. Okay. I want to ask you, you were at Chris, Chris Rock's special. I was. What did you think of it? Here's a guy that stood up for himself using his words instead of his fists yeah it's amazing yeah he's the smartest guy i know what was it one of the best roasts of all time Not about roast but it was a epic performance yeah chris rock could have been an astronaut he could have run the world he chose to be a comedian lucky us what do you think his best joke was uh the whole thing conceptually was amazing it was yeah. about parenting at the end of the day it was an amazing special about parenting who do you won the battle Chris Rock oh I don't know about or Will that. Smith I don't think it's a battle you don't think so I like the way Chris handled it yeah yeah a, a lot he of... used his mind and not his fist and to me that's game over kind of a KO I'm not I'm not in the sports betting business but <laughs> as, a, as a comedian I thought it was amazing what do you think but his I... best joke was just his best joke yeah. Oh, that one about Jay-Z and Beyonce, that made me laugh a lot. That might be the joke of the year. People are wondering whether Will is going to respond. Should that he? I don't know. How that's, should... out of my, that's out of my jersey. How do you think he should respond? With a sense of humor. Yeah? I got to go. Let me ask one, one last thing. You do Comedy Central roast battle. Oh, yeah. I mean, should it be tit for tat, Will Smith, Chris Rock? I'm out to Vegas this week and I'm roasting the audience. Yeah? yeah. How does Chris, how does Will Smith prove he's not a bitch? He called him a bitch. I love you. I got to go. All right. Good to see you. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, slightly different than Good Morning America yeah, yeah, interviews, cool. right? Yeah, slightly, slightly different. <laughs> I love the dedication, though, the commitment. Should it be tit for tat, Will Smith, Chris Rock? I'm out to Vegas this week and I'm roasting the audience. Yeah? yeah? How does Chris, how does Will Smith prove he's not a bitch? He called him a bitch. I love you, I gotta go. <laughs> All right, good to see you. Yo, how long were they following? Like, they followed him for yeah, a full 90 his seconds. dog. Right, sitting on the side of the road, and then he got up and started walking away, and and she still followed. Yeah, and he had to go into a restaurant to get away from her. Right? Um, Do we have that joke? The the Beyonce joke? It was so funny. Nothing more powerful than female beauty. Nothing. Just look at Beyonce. Woo! Can't wait for that tour. That's right, man. Beyonce, man. I know she's talented. She is so talented, man. She's extremely talented, but. Even with all that talent, ain't nothing more powerful 
than the beauty. Beyonce is one of the finest I have ever seen. Beyonce is so fine that if she worked at Burger King, she could still marry Jay-Z. That's how fine she is. She could still get her a billionaire, great rapping businessman. She is so fine that if she worked at Burger King, she could still marry Jay-Z. Now, if Jay-Z worked at Burger King... No, no, no. Women got the power. And by the way, that is not a Jay-Z diss. I do not need another rapper mad at me, okay? (laughs) Oh, my God. I love that. That's so good. Absolutely love it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, August Alsina. Oh, entanglement? So he is, uh, if you remember, the uh, young man who was entangled with Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, says that he has not watched Chris Rock's live Netflix comedy special, despite reports to the contrary. In a full response, uh, his reps claim that uh, those rumors were false, that he has not seen it because the story was that he watched it and found it funny. Oh, really? (laughs) Uh, His people say that that quote is a lie. They say Mr. Alcina has not seen Chris Rock's special at all, and he's been busy on tour, is what they're saying. I wonder if he's singing this song while on tour. It's when you tangle in the sheets. Oh, but you still with me. Like, how did Will Smith not smack August? Right? You made a whole song about the situation. A whole oh. song. God. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Guys, I got I got like breaking news here. Oh. oh. That's gonna blow everybody away. Really though? Yes, really. Like legitimately. After 17 seasons. Hold on. The Roz and Mocha Show. Breaking news. After 17 seasons, Rachel Ray is ending her show. Wow. I thought it was already over. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's still on? I legit thought that show ended like maybe 12, 13 years ago. Thank you. I thought it had been off the air for at least a decade. Where does it air? I don't know. She says, in more than my 20 plus years in television, I've had 17 wonderful seasons working in daytime TV. And she's going to walk away to work on her uh, her production company. She was one of the personalities, if you remember, that launched on, uh, on Oprah, right? Yeah. It yeah, was yeah, yeah. Rachel Ray... Dr. Phil, Nate Berkus, Dr. Oz, and Dr. Oz. Mm -hmm. Like those were the the sort of big four, right? Mm -hmm. But anyway, after 17 years, I didn't even know. I saw the headline and I thought it was an old article, but it wasn't today. Congratulations, Rachel. 17 years. What a run. (laughs) What a a run. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Jason Sudeikis has announced that this third season of Ted Lasso, which is premiering on the 15th, will be its last. He says, this is the end of the story that we wanted to tell, that we were hoping to tell, that we loved to tell. He goes on to say, uh, the fact that folks want more and are curious beyond more than what 
they don't even know yet. That being season three is flattering. And then when the idea of any spinoffs came up, he said, yeah, I think that we've set the table for, for all sorts of folks to get to watch the further telling of these stories. Like a lasso verse? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's looking like. Did you watch the, like. la- the latest trailer? No, I haven't Friggin yet. Friggin' Evil Nate. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> but there's one point where in the trailer, yeah. if you watch a trailer, you'll catch it. Because I had to watch it twice. Because I was like, wait a minute. Did I see something here? Yeah. With Evil Nate? Yeah. Right? He turns back into the biggest, like... Oh, does he? Yeah. There's one point where yeah. it was like, oh, there's that loser that we oh, all know. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. okay. Somebody okay. catches him off guard. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I'm here for the lasso verse, though. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so it was announced that uh, Avril Lavigne uh, ended her engagement to Maud's son. And over in Paris, Avril Lavigne was seen making out with Tyga. Ooh, what do you French, think of what do you French think of kissing. Yes, yes. What do you think of that relationship, everybody? Well, they say March comes in like a tiger. They say what? Doesn't March come in like a tiger or out like a lamb or something? Yes, so. something like that. Um. So, and then also, like, oh, man, I don't. Oh, they're two worlds mix anyway. They have been linked together before, like oh. a while ago. And then they were just at Paris Fashion Week, and I guess they made it. Uh, they made it official. But also, Paris is where Mod's son proposed, right? Oh, so in your face, Mod's son. Well, it's also it's also where they <laughs> damn they, son they announced it. Like, <laughs> it's, come on now. She was like bonjour. Tiger was like bonjour. I know, I know. Uh, big news for Cher fans. She's revealed that she's working on two new albums with her boyfriend, uh, Alexander Edwards. Cher seventy six, Alexander 37, 39 year age difference. Wow. Um, well, let's applaud that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you have a problem with that? Hey, yes. Amen. Cher told uh, E News, "I'm going to England to make two albums. Some of the songs Alexander gave me, uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. He's a producer and a writer, and he does everything. I'm oh. so happy about that." She adds, uh, "I think the I think like any artist, when you've got something good, you get excited." I think the so. gays have been waiting long enough for this. Two albums. That's a we big. We have uh, been waiting. What's That's the age difference again? Thirty nine. Thirty. What did I say? Thirty nine year age. Is there difference. a bigger age difference between Madonna and her? No, this no, is a boxer. No, this is no, 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 no. Shares almost eight. Shares seventy six years old. How old's Madonna? Sixty. No, she's not. Yeah, yeah. Shares how don't look like it. <laughs> I hope I look as good as Madonna does at that age. Madonna. Yeah. Uh, actually, look. I think you're right. Madonna's sixty four. Her boyfriend's what twenty nine, right? Oh, is it? How old's that? What's that? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, that's a thirty-five year age. Yeah, yeah. so almost. So this is thirty-nine. Listen, do you? Yeah, yeah. So Look, I got no problem. With it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking forward Cher to two, better, two new share albums. Share has uh, a lot of work done. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. You ever heard the Fishhead song, Mocha? Do you remember that song? No. No. Here, let me play it for you, and then you tell me if it sparks any joy. Laughing happy fish heads. What the hell is this? You don't remember this? Floating in the soup. Believe me, every single Gen Xer right now listening to this is bopping along to it. So this was by a, a, a comedy duo named Barnes and Barnes. Uh, one of them passed away yesterday. Although Which one, not, Barnes? No, neither of their names were actually Barnes. 
Oh. It was uh, Robert Heimer and Bill Mooney. And, uh, Mooney and Heimer? Mooney and Heimer, yeah. And uh, uh, Heimer passed away. And uh, Mooney let everybody know. Um, Sorry, so this debuted on Saturday Night Live in 1980. Is this a real song? Or it was like a, a real song. Like it, it was, was part of an SNL. It, it was thing. it it was debuted on SNL, but it, it expanded way farther than SNL. Oh, so it went viral. Yes. Well, it was yes. even released on vinyl. Yeah. Like people, yeah, and the video for it's disgusting. It's like the video for it is actually disgusting. It's all like raw fish heads. I'm like, sorry guys, this song yeah. sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> the guy just died. Yeah. Well, RIP, I'm sorry your song yeah. sucks. I'm sorry yeah. you're dead, first yeah. of all. I never said it was good. I asked if you remembered it. No. It was it was like a joke. It was a goof. Barnes, sorry that you're dead. Yeah. But this fish set uh, head song is terrible. This is the part. What about this part? It's the same as the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> You, did, you weren't vibing that, huh? No. Sorry, you're dead, Really? Bro. Yeah. Play it again uh, from the top. Okay. Fish heads, fish heads, pony, pony, fish I bet heads, you're going to be singing this later today. You'll be singing this in today. In the morning, laughing happy fish heads. In the evening, floating in the soup. Shem's vibing. Shem, stop vibing. You're just trolling me no, now. No, this song is this song slaps. Thank you. What? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Already months into production, Alex Gibney, the Oscar-winning director of the documentary Going Clear, Scientology, and the Prison of Belief, mm-hmm. announced that his next project, which is already in the works, will focus on. Scientology 2. No. Elon Musk. Oh, really? He says it will be the definitive and unvarnished examination of a multi-billionaire tech entrepreneur and the CEO of Tesla, SpaceX, and Twitter. So he's a great filmmaker, this guy. Like you think it'll be years before. Yeah, probably probably a couple years. Research has already started. Uh, No, he's into it. Okay, because something like this, you have to... Like, yeah. they're going to go digging. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, I don't know if, if Elon's going to participate in it, and I have no I have no idea. But uh, you're going to be getting a really, mm. really... I'm into that. Like, deep dive into uh, into Elon Musk. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, people in Canada are pissed off at uh, KFC, because KFC what? has been uh, talking about the return of the Double Down. Mm-hmm. Remember the Double Down? Yeah, that was where they used the, the fried chicken... As, as buns. <laughs> Have you ever had it? Mocha had yeah. like three of them one day. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was before yeah. you started on the show. Yeah. I'll never forget that day. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. They delivered. They delivered. No, a, no, 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 no. They no? did not what deliver. Happened? What happened? I don't remember. I remember it was for your birthday. And one of your birthday wishes oh, right. that day was for yes. me to eat three double downs. Right. Wow. And I was here for and, that. And you being the good pal that you are. So what I did, because KFC's not open. As early as when we start. Right. So I went and I bought three double downs the night before <laughs> your birthday and kept them in the fridge and then <laughs> heated them in the microwave. Three of them. 
Bro, so you, salty. I, <laughs> I was bloated for like days. Anyway, oh. um, the the double down is not coming to KFCs in Canada when they bring it back. Yeah, but you know that they're gonna pissed. You know that's gonna happen though. I don't like, think it will. With the outrage, I don't think it Why will. Why do you not think it will? I think that there's some sort of regulation that is there that what, exists. Chicken regulation? No, in like calorie and fat content and everything else i i think it's frowned upon to sell something like the double down you know you can make it yourself with their own chicken you can you can make it the amount of sodium yeah Uh, (laughs) i would love to i've never had one and i want to try this they look delicious though they do the double down oh what a glorious slices of cheese oh i know the sauce yeah Mm. looks so good yo kfc I'll have one. <laughs> you want another? Yeah, it's been a while. I'll have one. It's yeah. been like 10 years. I'll have one. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, the storms that keep hammering California um, could become a problem. So the Sierra Nevada is the mountain range in the Central Valley in California. So far this year, they have had a staggering 48.33 feet of snow. 48.33 feet of snow. This is in the uh, Sierra Snow Lab uh, near Donner Pass, California. Now, uh, through the end of February, that is a record snowfall, and it is unprecedented. The Sierra Snow Lab reported 49 inches of snow just this past weekend between Saturday and Monday morning. Wow, that's a lot of snow. That came down on the already 16 feet they had in the past two weeks. Really? Ooh. <laughs> Do they even have snow plows in the mountains? Yeah, but you can't plow that. Like, how, you plow? how do you, how do you plow? Bro, are you talking about plowing entire mountains? <laughs> like, th- like they 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 it. they had sixteen feet fall in two weeks, and then they had another four feet fall in two days. So what do you you just wait for it to melt? Like when you look at the houses, like it's crazy the amount of the amount of snow. Like you know sometimes when you're in a part of the world where you're driving through it, it looks like they've carved out a road through mountains, mm. right? Yeah. And you just have to like, have the rock cliffs on both sides. Mm-hmm. That's what the roads look like, but only it's snow on both sides, yeah, like a canyon ridiculous. of snow and not and not mountains. Well, keep it. That's a lot, right? Yeah. That's a lot. But you have of to be snow. careful, I guess, because otherwise then if it melts, then that's a lot of water running down the mountains. It snowed 16 feet, and you said you have to be careful, I guess? guess. You're so quick to listen. (laughs) You should be careful, I guess. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, New studies say nice people finish last when it comes to managing their finances. This is true. Since they don't value it that much. They don't value money. Research shows uh, that they explain that uh, those who are more agreeable are the least likely to save money because they prioritize hanging out with people over material wealth. Is this why you're rich? Because you never go out? (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a diss, but it's really not. It's not a diss. (laughs) Shem's like, damn, I'm like, why is that a damn? I was trying to find the hurt in that. Like, I feel like it sounded like I should be hurt. So you're not nice. Stop it. Jeez, man. I'm nice. No, I didn't say he was nice. I just said he doesn't go out. Yeah, but then Shem was all up in here with like you're not nice. It's nothing about, about nice. You he just would nice? rather stay home wait, than. Wait, I never said you were nice. No, I'm just I, I agree with you. I, I no, I agree with you. I am kind, but I am not nice. That's how I would describe myself. Is that why you're rich? <laughs> Stop, <laughs> there shut it up. is. <laughs> Please, I'm far more, far, far, far. We, you should uh, be careful with that more. 
The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. We talked real quick about uh, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, yeah. So about Br- to throw hands. Yeah, because Bruce Willis is really going through it, right? Like they announced that they finally had the diagnosis of dementia, but he still has to go out and live his life, right? Like he has people right now that are looking after him. And I guess because it is still Bruce Willis, Hollywood superstar and legend, that the paparazzi are still sort of following him around. And even when fans see him in the street with dementia, um, they still treat him like he is the old Bruce Willis. And so mm-hmm. Bruce Willis's current wife uh, released this statement, and uh, it'll all make sense. You know, if you are someone that um, is looking after someone with dementia, you know how difficult and stressful it can be to get someone out into the world and just to navigate them safely, um, even just to get a cup of coffee. And I'm just seeing headlines um, and there's a, a video of my husband out getting some coffee with some friends that did a stand-up job with protecting him. So in the spirit of raising awareness around dementia, um, you know, there, it's clear that there's still a lot of um, education that needs to be put forth. Um, so this one is going out to the photographers and the video people um, that are trying to get those exclusives of my husband out and about. Just keep your space. I know this is your job, um, but maybe just keep your space for the video people. Please don't be yelling at my husband, asking him how he's doing or whatever, the woo-hooing and the yippee ki Just don't do it, okay? Um, give him a space. Allow for our family or whoever's with him that day to be able to get him from point A to point B safely. That's my PSA. Yeah, because it must be so confusing. Like if you're if you're in a state of where you don't know what's going on, and then you have mobs of people yelling "Yippee ki yay!" Yes, right. Yeah, like leave that so, man alone. It's so it's oh my god, heartbreaking. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Ireland Baldwin had her uh, baby shower at a strip joint. <laughs> what? <laughs> Like pro- like during regular hours? I, I mean, it, I, guess it doesn't matter. It's a strip joint. <laughs> no, like it was a, uh, it's a strip joint. Wait. What's that, Maureen? Were there? What's that? I was going to say, why not? That way the adults have fun. I, I, and what, and the, what? The, the children too? What were you about to say? <laughs> I was, but, the, <laughs> but the children are too young it's to called, even know. It's called Jumbo's Clown Room. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Kim Basinger actually made a super rare appearance uh, at the baby shower. I haven't seen Kim. I don't think anybody's seen Kim Basinger Mm-mm. in years. Also, uh, Rumor Willis was there. Um, Haley Baldwin was there because, remember, she's a beaver. I mean, mm-hmm. Haley Bieber was there because, remember, she's, she's a Baldwin. Baldwin. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, Question. Yeah. Um, so... Okay. Um, it was at a strip joint. Yes. But, like, um, was it... And Like, was it... Was there a show happening as well? Like were the strippers I there? So performing. Hillary Duff or was there. Did they just use the venue as like a space to have the party? I assume yeah. there was a show. Otherwise, you could have had it anywhere. So there were like fake dollar bills that they did have, I guess, at some point. So there had to have been entertainment. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to find out. Nobody's written about this. Hold on here. I don't even know if it's a. Uh, it's kind of lit. Right? Yo, go to Instagram. Hold, hold on. Pansy, Who's- she's paired with a black blouse, so she completely looked with a brown person. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't say. It doesn't say anywhere whether it was active. It was at night. Oh, here. Ireland night. posted pictures on Instagram. Oh, okay. 
Oh, yeah, the strippers there. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. 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 Oh, who's she? Okay, nothing. No, oh, what? Well, she, yeah. the mom to be. Yeah. Like, oh. look at this photo. I don't know who this is. Yeah. A friend or a performer. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, but yeah. But they're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. People do that with friends sometimes. Uh, right? Uh, this is kind of, it looks like the strippers are like pretending to be pregnant. It does. I know. I think like it sort oh. of does. It remind. Oh, oh yeah. Oh wow. It was active. Oh yes. You're right. Yeah. 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 yeah you're right. Okay. Yeah. Odd choice, but you know, you do you. Right. Sure. It looks like the adults are having a great time. It does look like the adults are having a great time. Ah. Uh, what a mess. Why uh, is it that before I looked at these pictures, I thought they would be male dancers? Maybe because they're they're women. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Because it was I. I thought be, she would have. The yeah. yeah. No. No. It was not. It was not. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, over at Disney, the Star Wars sort of theatrical franchise is just an absolute mess right now. So if you remember when, when all those movies were coming out, like the the new sort of trilogy that came out mm -hmm. when disney plus was starting like mandalorian was sort of like this weird little show that was just you know put together to try and get subscribers to disney plus now mandalorian is based is leading disney star wars yeah. right like that's the sort of marquee thing um because not a single star wars movie has been greenlit since the rise of skywalker Wait, but there were okay. yes. there like two yes. that I remember. So Kevin Feige was supposed to do a Star Wars movie. Yes. Not yes. happening. That got axed? Yes. Then oh. the other one was, remember when Patty Jenkins? So Patty Jenkins. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, right? Directed both Wonder Woman. She was supposed to do Rogue Squadron, which was supposed to be the next kind of big marquee movie mm -hmm. for Disney in Star Wars, right? And everybody was pumped because people love Rogue Squadron. And that is now off the books. Not happening. Why? No idea. Not the happening. script wasn't good? Or no just... idea. Not happening. Nobody has any clue. There's one Star Wars film that's set to be released December 2025, and nobody knows what that Star Wars film is. People are saying that it might be the Taika Watiki movie that he's going to direct and star in. Okay. Didn't a, even a know Star Wars was... movie. Um, but the Patty Jenkins Rogue Squadron is off the books. And do you remember when they had her do that promo for it where she was, like, talking about her dad and stuff like this? Here, let me play it for you. I love to move fast and speed of any kind. I think that that's because I grew up the daughter of a great fighter pilot, and every day I would wake up and go outside and look up, and see my father and his squadron taking off and their F-4s roaring across the sky, and it was the most thrilling thing still I've experienced in my entire life. So when he lost his life in service to this country, I, it ignited a desire to, in me to turn all of that tragedy and thrill into one day making the greatest fighter pilot movie of all time. But try as I might and look as I did, I couldn't find the right story ever. I kept looking and looking, but I just couldn't find the right one until now. Oh. Now I found a movie about two things I love. So I'm gonna see you very soon. She walks off and gets into an X-Wing. Can you believe they made her shoot that video talking about like her father who lost his life as a fighter pilot? That's a great, that's right? such a great promo. And then they canceled her movie? They had Patty Jenkins do that? 
and then shelved her film? It was all emotion. Right? <laughs> like, like that's this would probably been like the passion project or like the most emotional project she's ever worked Basically, on. she was saying, I've waited my whole life to tell my dead father war hero story. And I'm going to do it in this. Yeah. Right? And then they shelved the project. Like, that's how much of a mess things are over at Star Wars right now. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Adidas could be forced to burn as much as $500 million worth of Yeezys Ooh. after they cut ties with Kanye West last year. Uh, if they are unable to find buyers for the sneakers, one possible path to resolving the dilemma, they say, would be, quote, literally burning the shoes. Uh, citing in, industry in, insider experts, Adidas' remaining Yeezy inventory is estimated to be worth 300 to $500 million. They can't just donate them? Uh, well, okay, so here's the problem with donating them, right, is that companies like Adidas generally don't donate things like that because it then it devalues the brand and all this other stuff, right? But what if it's to, like... People burn clothes all the time. So it's like a a country where people can't really afford shoes. Sure. Um, Burberry burns stuff. Coach burns stuff. Victoria's Secret, Louis Vuitton, Nike, they all burn stuff. It's a it's a practice. It's a thing that companies do because Adidas told investors last month that the company could take a one point three billion dollar loss in revenue due Woo. to due to um, its inventory blocking. One of the other uh, ideas was why don't they just rebrand them? and just sell them for less. But you're still making profit off your deal with Kanye at that point. like sneezies? Right? Yeah. And when you donate them, the problem is this, right? If it was just a business deal that went bad between Adidas and Kanye, that's fine. But it's how philanthropic is it to then donate the shoes of somebody who you cut ties with because you feel that they are an anti-Semite? Right? Like, is that really the good deed that it appears to be? I don't think it is. Shem, you're shaking your head. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, you, you just you just can't. You don't want any association right. with Kanye whatsoever. What are you going to donate? You're going to donate that to, like, kids? Yeah. Right. Like, you do they want, mean? does no, Adidas right. want that headline that Adidas donates, you know, uh, half a billion dollars in Yeezys to children? And do they want that kind of heat? Yeah. Right? No, Thanks, they, they don't. So it's like, what do you do with all these? Yo, just burn them all then, I yeah, guess. Yeah, burn them. Burn them. That's what they're doing. Uh, Adam Driver. Um, speaking of, uh, what do you call them? Running shoes, I guess. Right? Okay. Is that what you're, is, are you these running shoes? Yeah. Do people call them running shoes or well, sneakers? Yeah, kicks. Sneakers. Do people still call them kicks? Yes, they do. What What is the norm though? What just am say, I? Just say runners. Yeah. No. Just, oh. Well, what's he talking about? Well, no, I'm asking you. Like, what do you wear? Uh, sneakers. Sneakers. Yeah. Okay, cool. So speaking of sneakers. <laughs> it just sounds weird when Ross yeah. says it. <laughs> yeah. Why? Say it awkwardly. Why? Say sneakers. What? Say it again. Sneakers. Oh, you you know it no. is nasally. Yeah. Sneakers. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're right, Chef. Nasally. It's, it's, sneakers. It's, <laughs> it's very Steve Urkelish. Oh, stop it. Are those sneakers? Okay, anyway, yeah. anyway. Speaking of uh, uh, sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's uh, Adam Driver talking about how he spent his first big paycheck. Uh, once you started to be an actor, and you, uh, do you remember your first big paycheck and what you spent it on? Um, my first, well, my first big paycheck was for Law and Order. That was the first thing I got to, in my very, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's very New York. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and what I actually what I bought is a pair of Jordans because when I was. Yes. Uh, 
I can't, like, we didn't have, we didn't have any money for, I mean, we had money for shoes, but it was never, you know, we couldn't afford to buy Jordans. So when I, I actually got paid to be an actor, I don't know why, again, well, I do know why, because I wanted a pair of Jordans that I could never have. <laughs> yeah, but I would think it would, something, it would go to something else. I mean, but that's like, but that's... No, because I had rent and all that other shit, so that, yeah. that stuff. So by the time it was over, I, all I had was uh, money for, well, I, I had more money than that to, to save, but the Jordans were the first thing that I wanted. And what, what kind of Jordans were they? Were they yeah, special? Thank you. No, no, no. I, I, I think I went and grabbed the first Jordans that I could find. I, I couldn't tell you even now what they are. Like, they're not, oh, I know they're not on. Jordan 1s, they're not the Jordan 4s, not the Jordan 5s. I, I, I bought them and they're the on the shelf, and I don't look at them, you know. Oh, <laughs> did you, did you ever wear them? No, I don't wear them. No, no. Wear never wore them. No, because no, you were no. saving them for a special occasion. Not even saving them. I just wanted them, and I have them. They have dust on them. <laughs> oh my God, Adam Driver! Did you want them to collect them? No, no, no. I didn't want to. I, I, well, I don't want to wear them because I don't want to mess them up. But then I have to dust them off because they're dusty. Oh my God, <laughs> Adam Driver! Does that break your heart? I can't. Even Does that break your heart? Why that shoes if you're not gonna wear them? It hurts so much to hear him say that. I need to know which version they are. Uh, I think oh, he's a troll. Like, it would actually, personally. it would actually hurt even more to know if they were like a primo pair that are just sitting there collecting. I have dust. a question yeah, for Mocha. Yeah. Do you, are you like that? Do you have shoes that you bought that you never wear? Oh, I got like four of them. Of course he does. <laughs> like you've never put them on. Of course he does. I have a pair of Ric Flair Adidas special edition. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. They came out a few years ago. Never wore them. Ric Flair. No. How much were those? <laughs> Those were. Do they call them woos? Please no, tell me they call no, them no, woos. No, 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 oh, no. they don't. Eh? I think I paid one eighty for them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Damn. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. In what is guaranteed to be a troll and not in any way legitimate, but I just don't know what the purpose of it is. Uh, Nick Cannon released a trailer for his brand new show that he's the star of. It's a reality show, apparently, dating show. Oh. Uh, Kevin Hart is hosting. Mm-hmm. They uh, say that it will premiere on the E! Network. Mm-hmm. Here is the uh, first trailer for Who's Having My Baby? You're on a game show right now. Kevin Hart and Nick Cannon are coming to E! for the mother of all game shows. Having my baby with Nick Cannon! You got Pyro? Yeah! You're going to get some contestants that want to have your baby. We're not kidding around. Eeny, meeny, money. Let's go! Who's Having My Baby with Nick Cannon, hosted by Kevin Hart, this spring, only on E. I don't know what the real project is, but it is certainly not that. I mean, we're very close to April 1st. It is certainly not that. Yeah, it's true. We are very close to April 1st. Uh, and also, that seems highly re- irresponsible to me. Also, we will all watch. It's not even going to be a show. If no, it is, this is something else. No. It's, you cannot have, like... You, hey, who's having my baby no, show? No, you cannot. That is so irresponsible. We're talking about human beings. Yeah. Right? You cannot do a show on television, even cable. This is going to be something who's else. who's having my baby. I think a show exists. It's so irresponsible. But it's not that. Like, these it's are babies. They else. need, like... I think it's completely a Kevin Hart troll job. Yes, I it's a troll job. I don't think it's a troll. I think it's an actual dating show. And the spin is just that, you know, if you, if you win, you... To have Nick wow. No, they're not gonna have like real babies. Here's, here's my here's my other thing too is that I think that they could get Nick Cannon on board to do something for E. I don't think that E could afford Kevin Hart to host something on E, even if he thought it was super fun and was nope. like, "Yeah, I'll do it." Nope, <sighs> nope. I don't think that they could so afford. So you think Kevin the whole Hart. thing is fake? 
Yeah, I think it's something. I don't know what they're doing, but it's it's certainly oh, not a wait show a called guys, Who's hold Having on a My second. Baby. Can you guys check when is um when's Nick Cannon's birthday? Tell you right now. Whose birthday is first, Nick Cannon or Kevin Hart? So Nick Cannon is October eighth. Okay, and when's Kevin Hart? Kevin Hart is July sixth. Mm. So is this a troll? Like, because you know the two of them are always birthday battling, right? right. Yeah, and playing pranks on one yeah. another. So could this be a Nick Cannon prank on Kevin no. Hart, like this early before no, his birthday? I don't think so. I don't know. But anyway, I, I don't know what it is, but it is certainly not who's having my baby. But anyway, uh, so here's the latest on who's having my baby. Okay. I don't know. Maury just sent this to me. Um, who's having my baby? Yes, it's a gag orchestrated by Nick Cannon as a sketch for an upcoming not yet announced project. According to insiders, all will be revealed as soon as today as Kevin continues to expand his empire with another comedy franchise inside the NBC Universal thing. Da, 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 da. That doesn't mean Kevin Hart and Nick Cannon aren't having some fun first with the confusion over the faux TV series. There mm. you go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, Jenna Ortega, Wednesday Adams, love that show. One of the most watched, if not the most watched um, show in Netflix history. She was so possessive about the Wednesday character and maintaining the sort of integrity of the Wednesday character. Jenna Ortega was like rewriting um, Wednesday lines while they were filming the show and then going to war with the writers. Really? I don't think I've ever had to put my foot down on a set in a way that I had to on Wednesday because... It's so easy to fall into that category, especially with this type of show. Everything that she does, everything that I had to play, did not make sense for her character at all. Her being in a love triangle made no sense. Her going, there was a line about like a dress that she has to wear for a school dance. And she said, oh my God, I love it. I can't believe I said that. I literally hate myself. And I had to go, no. There's no way. There was times on that set where I even became almost unprofessional in a sense where I just started changing lines. The script supervisor (laughs) thought that like I was going with something and then I would have to sit down with the writers and they would be like, wait, what happened to the scene? And I would have to go through and explain why I couldn't do certain things. I grew very, very protective of her, but you can't lead a story and have no emotional arc. Because then it's boring and nobody likes you. Wow, good yeah, for you, I Jenna know. Ortega. I know. Her instincts were right. She only twenty. I mean, she's twenty years old yeah, now. But when she yeah. filmed that, she would have been like eighteen, yeah, nineteen. Her, her right? instincts were correct, and though. obviously got the full support of uh, Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, there you go. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Tim Hortons moved during COVID because I don't know. Um, they moved away from rolling up the actual rim to now it's like a, an app-based contest. Yeah, you press the button, right? Mm-hmm. You could, okay, so on the app, because I have the app. Yeah. Right? You could. It has a virtual cup. Yeah. And you could actually. Right. Flip it up. Swipe up. Yeah. But can you use your teeth? You cannot. Oh. Uh, Or you can press the button that just says roll for me. Oh. And then it'll it'll roll on. What's that, That's not the same. I miss actually doing it. Do you remember when we used to talk to people um, during roll up to rim time who worked at Tim Hortons, who like employees at Tim Hortons, who would just leave at the end of the day with like three sleeves of cups and just bring them home. You can't do that. And there and there, like husband would just like sit in, in front just of the TV roll. and just roll, roll, roll. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling. Yeah. So anyway, so what happened was because it was a dig- it's a digital thing now, mm-hmm. uh, I guess when they rolled this out on the first day, in the first couple of hours on Monday, there was a, quote, small subset of players who were incorrectly notified that they won the $10,000 grand prize. Oh, no. What? Yes. I was not one of those people, and I played no, on Monday. Yes. So they said it was a mistake. The people are like, yeah, but so? 
And now Tim Hortons is offering them $50 gift cards no. because they said it was a mistake. No, no. Even if it's a mistake, you it happened. Was you it owe the, the is money. Because uh, I know they have like, um, it's a $10,000 um, air, like mi- air miles. Something like that. Right? Yeah, air miles yeah. gift card. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm always they, enter to a, for the daily draw, but I never win. So there was people that won that, yeah, and then they were like, "Oh, hot damn! I yeah. won the I won the ten grand." And then now Tim Hortons is like, "No, it was an error in the no. code." No, so what? Guess what? it wasn't the, the customer's fault. Yeah, I say Tim Hortons should pay up. Would they give them fifty dollars? Fifty dollar gift cards for no. compensation? No, compensation is that they win the ten thousand dollars air miles. Price. Because what is supposed to happen is that if you roll that up and you get the notice for the ten thousand dollars, you mm. are then put into a draw with other people who have rolled up the ten thousand dollars, and oh. then from those people, one person wins. So then put their name in the draw. Hold on. So I'm in a draw. Yes. And I roll ten k for air miles. Right. And then I get put into another draw? No, 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 no. You're not in a draw. So oh. you just roll up the rim. Yeah. Right? So when you roll up the rim, you will say, hey, congratulations, you are now one step closer to winning $10,000. And then oh. you go into a draw. But these people rolled up the rim, and it was, yo, you just won ten grand." Oh. Yeah. So guess what? Yeah. Each one of them just won ten grand. Yeah, yeah. I, I tend do, to agree with you. Do I the tend right to thing, Tim Hortons. Yeah. Do the right yeah. thing. I te- if y'all I, can afford Bieber... For a commercial, yeah. you can afford to, to do right by these people. That want. <laughs> well, maybe that's the problem. Now they gave Bieber all the money. Uh, exactly. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, there's a new eight-part series about Muhammad Ali in the works at Peacock um, oh. from uh, Reggae John Page and Morgan Freeman and Kevin Wilmot. Um, the show is going to be called Excellence, Eight Fights. It's a scripted drama series from um, Wilmot, who did Black Klansman, and he mm-hmm. also did The Five Bloods. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's based on the biography, All Ia Life, and uh, Reggae Jean-Page and Morgan Freeman, this is interesting, are oh. listed as executive producers, and there is currently no deal in place for Reggae Jean-Page to star in the show. Which, when I read that I headline, I immediately thought that he would be starring as Ali. I wonder if it's uh, it's too intimidating for him to play that role. He uh, can't play that role. He's not a good actor. Bridgerton guy? No, he's yes. not a good actor. And he's got you got to yeah. be you got to. He's an okay actor. I should say. You got to be fun for that too. Yeah. For that role. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Ted Lasso coming to an end. We know that with oh. this third and final season. But yeah. I had thought that this was their decision completely. But listen to this interview that um, Jason Sudeikis and the, I guess, the executive producer of the show did with ET Canada, where it sort of sounds like it wasn't their decision. I was hopeful, but you never know if you're going to get to do three seasons. So if anything, it was probably maybe presumptuous, if not downright arrogant of us to think that if, if we got to do three, the fact that we got to was fantastic. Jason's co-star and co-creator Brendan Hunt also shared that it feels right closing the story at this moment. We know it's the end of the story because we've always saw it as a three-part oh, thing, and here we are at, uh, at part three. So oh. uh, we're going to get this out there. We're going to take a break. We're going to reintroduce ourselves to our families. And uh, and after the dust settles, we'll figure out what we're doing next, if anything. Like, Jason Sudeikis didn't sound like it was his decision when he... No. But the other the guy, the other guy was like, yeah, yeah. we knew it. Yeah. Well, that was Beard, though, right? Was that Beard? Is that the guy? Is the that who that guy, guy is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's the executive producer? No, he's the he's his co-creator. co-creator. Sorry, co-creator. Oh, co-creator. Co-creator. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, and co-star. I didn't. I've never seen that guy before in my life. Beard, and then and then ever since I saw him on Ted Lasso, every now and then I'm watching something old, and I'll see him like pop up in something. <laughs> and you're like Beard. Yeah, I'm like, beard. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast.
Here, I want to play something for you. So this is an artist who last night did a live stream of some new music. And this is an artist that we all know. Haven't heard this artist in quite a while. I'm going to play you the clip of the song. Let me know what you think about it. And then uh, and then we will reveal everything, okay? Okay, so this is a song called The Drama. So listen to this. stops and then it stops yeah and then well well she stopped it why i love this part because she was only doing like little little bits but this part at the end yo bars right you like that that's fire yeah yeah that's That's kesha that is kesha yeah yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did a live stream last night and uh, was playing a, a couple songs off her new album. Uh, you have a clip there. So here's a little clip of, uh, I think it's just called News Clip or something like that yeah. over there. I am announcing a new album. What's the album called? I don't know if I should tell you the title yet. I want to give you a hint. Two words. Three words to describe the album. Raw. Uncomfortable. Liberating. It's very spiritual. I would say this album is like <sighs> chronicling a ego death and spiritual awakening at the same time. All right. Cool, I'm, huh? I'm, I'm here for it. I'm yeah. happy for Kesha. Yeah. That girl went through a lot and yeah. um, the industry was uh, was not was not nice to her when she needed them the most. No. You had the same reaction to that song when it kicked in that I did. Yeah. So I was listening to it last night, and I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool. It's kind of like airy and breathy and, you know, a little bit like everybody's doing the Billie Eilish thing and everything. And then when it kicked in, I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yes. like, nope, not going down that road. Yes. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, not happy at all. Going to take the fine for this interview that he did after the uh, Raptors lost last night. Fine? Uh, yeah, well, he's going to get fined for this. Uh, 108-100 to uh, Kawhi Leonard and the LA Clippers. Yo, why you got to bring up the X for? Because okay, that's who they played. Uh, you could have just said the Clippers. Okay, he got You hit. named one person. <laughs> who else is on the Clippers, Ross? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, thank you. Does it matter? You name our X like that? Yeah. Just throwing it out there, think I won't notice? So he pulled a, a technical foul. Um, the uh, one who gave us our greatest year in history? <laughs> in the game last night. And this is after, again, if you remember a couple of nights ago, there was a terrible foul in the, I think it was like, was it the Denver game that they that yeah. were playing? Oh, yeah. Right? And so there's been a lot of talk about the 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 refs. And so this is Fred, How the refs win the game? Yeah, this is, <laughs> listen to Fred Van Vliet. I mean, I don't mind. I'll take a fine. I don't really care. I thought, you know, um, Ben Taylor was f-ing terrible tonight. Um, oh, oh, I wow. thought that on most nights, you know, a couple of the, you know, out of the three, there's one or two that just f- the game up. Oh. You know, and it's, it's, it's been like that a couple couple games in a row. Um, Denver was tough, obviously. 
You come out tonight, you're competing pretty hard. The third quarter, I get a tech, changes the whole dynamic of the game, changes the whole flow of the game. And, um, you know, most of the refs are trying hard. I like a lot of the refs are trying hard. They're pretty fair. They communicate well. And then you got the other ones who just want to be and um, uh. just kind of the game up. Nobody's coming to see that. They come to see the players. And um, I think we're losing a little bit of the fabric of what the NBA is and was. And um, it's been disappointing this season. Um, you can look up most of my texts this year have been with Ben Taylor officiating. So at a certain point as a player, you feel it's personal. And um, wow. it's never a good place to be. That's not why we lost tonight. We got My outplayed. Um, but it definitely makes it tougher to overcome. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I he did say some of them are nice. <laughs> he's Can I go fine. ahead and say? Yeah. I think we're going to see a historic fine, fine for, yeah. uh, for, for uh, criticizing officials. Yep. I think By name. Twice. Twice. Yeah. Well, how can Fred yeah. Van Vliet, like when it's no, it's not a secret that officials in the NBA favor teams and or players more than anyone else, right? Sure. And especially but, but when you not, look at but, the history of, of the Toronto Raptors, it's like the Raptors are always playing against the officials. Sure. Sure. Yeah, this is. This is different, this though, is right? Different, like, yeah. he named a referee. <laughs> said he sucked. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> well, does that referee suck good. or what? It's not good. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so the uh, new Fast and the Furious movie, Fast, yes. how do you say it? Fast X or Fast, Fast 10? Fast 10. Fast 10, because that's yeah. it. That They've clarified now that it is, because too many people are calling it Fast X. Who the hell's calling it Fast X? I was huh? calling it Fast X. A lot of no, people were. A lot of people movie were. Gang. I know, but they it's put an X 10. in the title. But, but it's a Roman uh, numerals. Hello. But it's a, it's more of a pun than like Fast Ten. It's like fasten. Oh, if you say it quick, like a seatbelt, like a car pun. That's genius. Fast Ten, fasten. Oh. That's right? stupid. Yeah. That's brilliant. I'd rather just call the movie Fast X. Right? <laughs> Thank <why>. you. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, the deal with that Nick Cannon uh, show that we were talking about yesterday that um, turned out to be a goof, more of a prank show, was that Nick Cannon was going to be doing a show for E called Who's Having My Baby? And then they bring out all these women, and then presumably one of them was going to be having Nick Cannon's baby. Uh, and Kevin Hart was hosting it, but uh, here is Nick Cannon explaining exactly what the show is. I got you. Having my baby with Nick Cannon is not real, y'all, but my new e-show with Kevin Hart, Celebrity Prank Wars, is real. There's nothing that besties do better than pranking each other. (laughs) And that's why we created Celebrity Prank Wars, the show where we help our famous friends pull off some of the most elaborate pranks. Celebrity Prank Wars. The prank off begins April 6th. Only on E. There you go. Celebrity Prank Wars. I am definitely into that. Right? Yes. They haven't given a a name of the celebs yet, right? Uh, There's a bunch of them in the trailer. Oh, okay. For it. Yeah. Like, who did I see? Was it um, Tiffany Haddish, I think, is in there? Oh, nice. A couple other people. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. 
Uh, the CEOs of the country's biggest grocery store chains um, pushed back against allegations of price gouging yesterday when they were all at a parliamentary committee investigation hearing uh, in Ottawa on food inflation. Where they uh, have it, Loblaws? <laughs> uh, yes. However, Galen Weston was the, because he's really the, the face of all this because he's yeah. made himself the face of basically groceries, mm-hmm. right? So uh, here is Galen Weston initially talking about how they are not so closely attached to uh, the uh, cost of food that you might think. If we didn't raise retail prices as costs went up, the companies that we operate um, would disappear um, almost uh, almost instantly. And uh, Jagmeet Singh said that uh, it doesn't add up that the big chains enjoy record sales as Canadians struggle to afford the necessities. But uh, here's Galen Weston again talking about the razor-thin margins. As unexpected as it may sound, grocery chains operate with extremely small profit margins, which means we have minimal influence on inflation. On a customer's $25 grocery basket, we earn just $1 in profit. Ooh. I find that hard to believe. <laughs> Show me the receipts, sir. Yeah? Let me see the receipts. Yeah, yeah, because everybody's like, $40 chicken. Yeah, thank you. That one picture. That one picture sparked everything, right? Oh, that course. one picture, $40 yeah. chicken, yeah. just sparked everything. I should everything. get double the PC points for that. Yeah? <laughs> I'm paying $40 for the chicken? <laughs> no. More PC points, And please. also, it was skinless, so you didn't even eat the skin. <sighs> Do you charge more for You charge more for skinless. I know, but if I'm spending forty dollars, I want crispy skin. True, mm, but then you, but you what? charge. You, they charge you less for chicken that so has then skin on it. The, the boneless chicken would be more than forty. So it would be more. Oh, but if I'm spending forty, put the skin. <laughs> Bro, okay, exit, please. Okay. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. I got to play this. I love the website. There, I ruined it. Um, oh or the, God, the, or so the YouTube good, yeah. channel where they just take songs and they just ruin them. But they're really, really creative. So the first one I want to play you is um, they created a song by mashing uh, Taylor Swift, Usher, Michael Jackson, Dua Lipa, Van Halen, Nirvana, Snoop Dogg, Metallica, Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears, Nickelback, Lil Jon, The Beatles, and Queen. Only the times that those artists have said, yeah. <laughs> That's okay. great. I thought it was, <coughs> excuse me, I thought it was going to be like, just like cut up individual clips from the songs, not creating a whole new song, whole new song. using those songs to create the yeah song. And then not after yeah came out, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. presented the world with no. No, no, no. Me too. I'm a big fan of No. Great. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.